0: Hi, I'm Dahlia Lithwick. I'm the host of Amicus Slate's podcast about the courts, the Supreme Court, and the law. We are so glad you've joined us for our Opinion Palooza coverage, where we have been all over the Supreme Court's slew of -of end-of-term decisions. Mark Joseph Stern and I are a little punch-drunk, but we wouldn't have done it with anyone else. This was one of the emergency episodes we released as part of our work trying to define a new approach to how the media covers the Supreme Court. Bonus episodes of Amicus are usually reserved for Slate Plus members, but due to the urgent nature of this work at this time, we were really glad to share these extra episodes with all of our listeners for a limited time. And we were able to do that in large part because of the support of our amazing Slate Plus members. So thank you, Slate Plus members, for sharing the bounty. It's been a wild ride. We're going to bring you this emergency edition of Amicus in the wake of a big and unbelievably surprising decision that came down from the court Thursday morning to not further eviscerate what's left of the Voting Rights Act.
1: It's this idea that you can totally cut race out of VRA claims and still come up with a fair map. And what Robert says is that gets this entirely backwards.
0: Seeing an indictment like this. If it were not Donald Trump, I would say, of course, the defendant is going to plead guilty. Hi, and welcome to another special edition of Amicus. This is Slate's. Podcast we really are at an important milestone of accountability. The legal system is where alternate facts don't work. The legal system is where all of these bogus, made-up arguments that are just ridiculous will not withstand scrutiny. So here we are popping in to talk about a huge important case that came down on Thursday morning from the Supreme Court: Halland versus Brakeen. That is the Indian Child Welfare Act case that threatened to massively undermine tribal sovereignty. We're going to talk for a minute about Smith versus United States, which might have been important when Jack Smith was deciding last week whether to file his indictment in U.S. v. Trump in Florida or D.C. So to this do holdings,
1: really affirms in pretty resounding rhetoric the sweeping power of Congress to step in and protect native families and tribes from destruction.
0: We are told by Mark Stern that the justices are just too lazy to get out of their soft pants. And so we're only going to hear more decisions next Thursday. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, because, you know, they don't want to have to go all the way into work. Like, who goes into the office these days, like Come on, it's 2023. They're just justices. What do they even have to do there?
0: We should stop calling it the Roberts Court and call it the soft pants court. So we are popping into your noise-canceling headphones today, even before Thursday's decision dump, because a set of deeply strange and problematic events occurred on Tuesday night late, and while they don't directly have to do with the pending cases, they certainly have a good deal to do with who gets their issues in front of the court and who decides how those decisions come out.
1: And Alito did not... Recuse himself from a case involving Paul Singer's hedge fund, billions of dollars tied up in this case.
0: And we are coming to you on a Tuesday this week with a special bonus episode because, in a rather remarkable six to three decision Tuesday morning, the U.S. Supreme Court handed down Moore v. Harper, one of the most important cases of the 2022 term. The independent state legislature theory was the centerpiece of the efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Hey, listen, for the folks who've been talking about the newly moderate 333 courts in a series of important race cases over the last few weeks... Today, on Thursday, the Supreme Court ruled, with all six Republican-appointed justices in the majority, that race-conscious admission programs at Harvard and the University of North Carolina violate the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause, thereby... Ending race-based affirmative action in college admissions for both public and private universities. Mark Joseph Stern, my trusty co-pilot, who is reading these opinions as fast as he can.
1: Yeah, I can't say I'm happy to be here, even though it's always great to be in your presence, Dahlia. This is a this is a bad one. I, I mean, this is a really big blow to efforts to achieve racial justice in this country.
0: The full version of this episode is now exclusively available to our Slate Plus members. If you want to have access to bonus content like this, ad free versions of all Slate's podcasts, bonus content from your other favorite shows like Slow Burn and The Waves. And if you'd like to never again hit a paywall at Slate.com, you can go to Slate.com slash Amicus Plus to become a member. That's Slate.com slash Amicus Plus. Sign up to make sure you never miss a moment of amicus in June, July, or any time of year. We are heading into our summer season, going back to bi-weekly episodes, looking at books and writing and thinking about the high court that takes us out of the spin cycle of the cases and controversies and lets us consider some bigger themes or maybe just looks at the court from a whole nother angle. We'll be back with weekly episodes in September as we ramp up to another term at the Supreme Court and that first Monday in October. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening and thanks for supporting the work that we do.